Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Destiny. We are so glad that you're here to worship with us today. Let's go ahead and enter into prayer. Father, you are so good. Oh, we worship you. We are so thankful for this time to come together as your church, as your body, Lord. You are so good and so faithful. Oh, Lord, we love you. We love you and we praise you. Father, I pray that anything right now that is interfering in our hearts, Lord, that you would bring it to mind, that we can lay it at your feet. Anything that would keep us from worshiping you with a full heart as a body together. Lord, I bind up anything right now that is hindering us from hearing your Holy Spirit, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Father, move in this place. Let your Holy Spirit just circle around. Oh, Lord, let it penetrate our hearts in places that we didn't even realize. Lord, let it light up every dark place. Father, let it, your Spirit be a magnet to every direction around us. Let it be a light on a hill. Father, we love you and we worship you. Lord, let our praise let our praise be our weapon. Father, I pray for healing over everybody that needs healing, emotional healing, Lord, and physical and spiritual healing, Lord. You know everything. Father, I pray for healing over everybody under the sound of my voice. Oh, Lord, thank you. Enable us this morning enable us as your body lord strengthen our armor as we prepare to go back out into this week lord let this be a time of renewing for your body fill us with your boldness with your love 
with your mercy and compassion for everybody around us, Lord, we know that those are mighty weapons. Those are mighty weapons, and we do not battle against flesh and blood, but we battle against those in the spirit realm. Oh, Father. Oh, Lord. Let this be a sweet, sweet time of worship. Let everybody feel your presence in a mighty way, Lord. Renew us. Strengthen us. Let us be all on one accord. All on one accord. Lord, I pray for unity in this building. I pray for, I pray for unity in this building. Lord, I bind the spirit of offense in the name of Jesus. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord, fill us up, Lord. Oh, in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. We're gonna we're gonna start out singing an old song all together. Okay? Alright. Rise and shine and give God the glory, glory, rise and shine. Give God the glory, glory, rise and shine. Give God the glory, glory, children of the Lord. One more time. Rise and shine and give God the glory, glory, rise and shine. Give God the glory, glory, rise and shine. And give God the glory, glory, children of the Battle, 
We're gonna take the land, take the land from the enemy Like a warrior rising up for battle We're gonna take the land, take the land from the enemy yeah. We are warriors rising up for battle We're gonna take the land, take the land from the enemy Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. 
Since the day I met you 
wrestle with what I was going to say before we got into communion. And God, had, I can't mess up something that I've been studying and had it pretty well before we come. That's what I was wrestling with. You know, 39, I was 39 years old when I got saved. I had no example in front of me. Nobody invited me to church. Uh, I was broken. I was bent. And I was at the last stage. I don't think I can go much further. I don't think I wanted to go any further. And my wife and I decided we'd try church. And we went and we walked through church. I didn't have 
from me. I'd like to say I got a revelation from God just on that didn't happen. But we went in there and we felt something drawing us back. You know, it wasn't, people don't draw you to God. The Holy Spirit draws you. And uh, when he drew us, it took, a, it took a little bit. But when it saved, when we were saved, it was a radical salvation at the same time. Our whole world changed. You know, I didn't want to live anymore. I had so much guilt and so much anger in me, nobody could live with me. I said, I, I was running my life and my family away. One decision changed my whole de- destiny, and that was to go to a meeting where I learned that salvation is Jesus and a man told me if you hang on to that rock nothing can pull you loose I'd like to say that storms and tribulation have gone away but they haven't you know you know brother Daniel they, they never quit he knows some of the things that I believe brother Jim you know they just their things come to you and he says it rains on the just and unjust alike so I had COVID my wife had COVID saying is some of you young couples out there, you can change your destiny in this direction. I firmly believe that there's a, there's a, another prophet, another man out there that's going to rise up with these young people and save the ones that will be saved. Because it's a choice. And once you make that choice, you anchor to that rock and you don't let the storms, they won't blow you away if you're anchored. He's the one that called us. He's the one that convicted us. He's the one that encouraged us when we got down. And he's the one that came to us when we needed a miracle. And we needed one with my son. We just about give up on him. I'd reached the point where I said, he's yours, God, you can do it. Oh, I wish I'd have been a little more specific than that. You know, because I know that it's great that he's in Mexico, but I don't want him there at times. I want him home, you know, especially with see him once a year. I want him home. But you know, God fixes all that in time. You know, so that's all I got to say about it. The time. And so we're fixing to enter into a very uh, different thing. We're going to make a commitment to this covenant. You know, when I came here, I made a covenant with Brother DJ that I'm here. And he don't have to worry about what I'm going to say or do for him. I'm going to do and say what he asked me to do as long as it lines up with the word. And I have been lucky that he has lined up. Anyway, this covenant by Jesus, and I'm going to go over to Corinthians and just read a little bit. Just, if you don't know what they're doing, this is a commitment to God. He did it when he was, the night before he was crucified, when he was in the upper room, he took this bread. This bread that we're about to take. Now, if, if you have sin in your life, this is what I do, because we want to go back and ask God to forgive you for it. Because we want a clean hand and a pure heart when we do it. If you don't understand it, you don't have to take it. But if you do, you take this bread broken. And he said, in the name of Jesus, this is my body taken. When he died for me and me, so we take that now in the name of Jesus. 
also said this is the blood of my body. This wine represents his blood that he shed on Calvary so that we wouldn't have to sin. So that we have a, a, an advocate sitting in the room with God, sitting at his right hand that appeals for us. Jesus did that. He came and gave his body so that we wouldn't have to die in sin. So we take this in the name of Jesus and ask you to forgive us, Father, for any sins we've committed and let us move forward in your mighty power and name. Thank you. I'd just like to thank God. Thank Pastor Peter. Let this be your heart's cry today. Love him and let him love you. You are forgiven.
be found in you. I want to be found in you.
light of your face reach down and I'm blinded by the light of your face. Reach down and hold me and pour out your Just to go up 
us to choose to go up and see his face because he is there. He's not hiding. He's not trying to be hard to find. He wants you to find him. He wants us to find him. And he wants us to be found in him and to know him and to be hidden in him. That he really does does become the the glory in our midst everywhere we go, the wall of fire that is around us because we've been with him, because we chose to go up the mountain to be with him. And that is such an intentional choice in this world. It is so hard. But it has to be a priority and an intentional choice because he's there waiting. He's there waiting. LaShawn, can you just sing your part again? And I want you just to, to choose with us this morning as we sing it again. Like make that mental choice to, to just let go of everything else. Think about climbing a mountain. You can't go up with a bunch of baggage and just mess on you. You have to let that go. You have to leave it at the bottom if you want to successfully make it up. So let go of everything hindering you anything restraining you leave it behind every worry every fear every anxiety leave it and just go up to be with him he is everything that we need to be sustained in this life so you sing and then i want you to hear the heart of god back as we choose to climb you're going to hear the heart of the Father back to you.
isn't it great that we serve we serve a father that is willing to take time away from everything else to sit with you he's willing to just stop everything and he loves you that much that he just wants to spend time with you and he'll do it every day he loves you that much oh and then he just wants to move in your life and he just wants to show you that he's there and when you seek him with all your heart when you go all in and you say God only you and I just want you Lord and you just take a moment it's like I can't even explain it it just zones everything out and he's just there and he just wants to love on you and he just wants to love on you and there's something about being in his presence that's so powerful so wonderful we serve a great God we serve a great God Father we love you we love you back Lord come on holy we love you Lord and we thank you we thank you God that, that you didn't leave a single one of us Lord we thank you that no matter what we were going through in our life, everything we've done, Father, you just picked us up, dusted us off, and said, just let me use you. So, Father, we thank you for that, God. And we thank you that we can call on you all the time, anytime, Lord. And you're there waiting on us. Oh, holy, we love you. We just love you, God, and we thank you for spending time with us this morning. Oh, holy, we love you, we love you, we love you. We just surrender it to you, God. We just lift you up this morning, God. We just give you all the praise, all the honor, all the glory in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said amen and amen. Come on. Come on, if you love him, can we lift up a shout of praise in the house? Come on, he's done more in your life. Let's give it to him this morning. Come on, holy. Yeah. Oh, so good. Thank you, Jesus. Do me a favor. Find somebody you don't know. Give them a knuckle bump, whatever you want to do. But uh, we'll be right back.
Hey, good morning, good morning. How's everybody doing? Come on, we can do better than that. How you guys doing this morning, Destiny? Come on, so good, so good. I'm DJ along with my wife, Jules. We get the honor to pastor here at Destiny Church. Come on, we love y'all. This is a phenomenal church. Come on, if you love your church, one more time, let's give it up. Come on. <laughs> hey, hey, keep it going. Let's give a shout out to our online audience. Come on, we love you guys. We thank you for tuning in. We cannot wait to get everybody back in the house. Come on, this is what it's all about. We want to do church together, do life together. Um, such a such a phenomenal thing to do. So so we miss you all, and we can't wait to get everybody back home. So we just love you guys. So you're not in it alone. Reach out to us if you need prayer, anything like that. You know, we're going to have numbers up on the screen for you. There'll be prayer numbers. Take a picture of them. Call us anytime. Look, we, we are in this together. You're not alone. So we love you guys. Um, so reach out to us. If you're new to the church, if it's your first time, first time in a long time, whatever, fill out a Connect card for us. That should be a card that the ushers give you. Um, it could be in the... Uh, 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 there used to be in the seat back in front of you, but we'll get you a connect card. Uh, go ahead and fill that out. Let us know that you were here because if you don't, I can't reach out to you. We just want to thank you for showing up, see if we can pray for you and just love on you a little bit. So, so good. So just bring out your, your, pull out your card, fill that out and drop that off at Connection Point, which is the big wooden desk out in the foyer. So we'll take care of, we'll take care of you from there on. So it's going to be good. Uh, a couple announcements this morning. Just uh, normal things go out. Monday night prayer. Okay, 6 p.m. right here, guys, 6 p.m. Every, every Monday night we have uh, either live worship or we'll have uh, just our recorded stuff, but it's phenomenal. We come out, we pray as a family. We believe in prayer, the power in prayer. So come on out. Whether you're praying for somebody else or we're praying for you or you're praying for us, it doesn't matter. The point is we come together uh, in this house and we're going to pray, especially uh, for everything coming up in the new year and everything. So we're excited to be here at 6 p.m. Uh, Tuesday at the table, that is our Tuesday night service. So that is our midweek service. We call it Tuesday at the table because you never know what you're going to get to eat and you never know who's feeding you. Okay, but it is our midweek service and it is a foundational teaching and that's what we believe at our church is we got to start with a foundation and we got to build up from there. When we have a solid foundation, and then it's good. That's a solid. That's the way we know we can stand strong in what God wants to do. So that is our Tuesday. Tuesday is our midweek service and it's that way because on Wednesday we have our Destiny Kids Ministry back in the, in the, uh, the backside there. So drop your kids off kindergarten through sixth grade and then drop your students off in here. That's why because the sanctuary is full with all our students. So get your students in here uh, with Pastor Kevin and Crystal for our uh, DSM students. So that's a Wednesday night at 6. So come on. That's good stuff. We're excited about our students. Huh, Kevin? Come on. <laughs> and don't forget your young adults. So if you're 18 through 28, come on out on Friday evening. Uh, Friday evening right here at the church. We like to get you all together. Come on, we want, with Nicole and Brandon, come on, phenomenal job, and they're coaching and teaching. This is the, the point in your life, I'll tell you, where we've watched our kids go off to college, and we're just like, what happened? So this is the time frame that we want to capture everybody and get, get your minds focused back on what God wants you to do. Don't lose, don't lose track of that. Sometimes our kids just grow up and they move out of the house and then they want to know, you know, when they're out from underneath mom and dad, then what happens? So, uh, so here, 18 to 28, do not do life alone. Come on, you can't do that. You got to do life together. So show up here on Fridays, 6 p.m. to be here. Now, a couple special things going on. On the 23rd of December, uh, the 20. You need something, Hank? Come on out, brother. You can come get it. It's okay. It's family, brother. You just... <laughs> I thought it was weird you were stalking me. <laughs> so good. But hey, on the 23rd of December, what we're doing is we're teaming up with uh, Great Oaks Church. We're going to get back where we did the outdoor movie night. If you remember in that location, we're doing a candlelight service. 
So we're going to go out to the park. Uh, in the park, it's going to be a candlelight ser service, acoustic worship. We're going to get together. We're going to take communion that evening. We're, and we're inviting the community out to come with us. We just want to do it. We want to give them an opportunity to focus Christmas back on Jesus. Uh, and let's just come together and do that together. So that's the 23rd at 530 over at the – we'll get you all that information. But it's at the same place we did the outdoor movie theater all that stuff so it's phenomenal over there we'll get you all that information it'll be on our web pages it'll be out there um and on next sunday i can't believe next sunday is already our christmas sunday isn't it is it the 20th really wow so it's christmas sunday so it's ugly christmas sweater sunday all right so come on out with your favorite ugly christmas sweater uh it's okay to wear it that day don't wear it on any other day but if you want to wear it that day, I don't care if it's an ugly Christmas sweater, sweatshirt, ugly jacket, whatever it might be. Come on out uh, as we do life together uh, for our Christmas service next weekend. Um, we're also doing something new this year. We're doing a New Year's Eve service at Destiny. So come on. We've got, uh, I think right now, three to four churches coming together. And we're coming in here. So we're going to do it right here. Let's usher in the new year. Uh, let's enter that in with prayer and worship and just see what God wants to do. So we're excited over that, and I'm excited to see what God wants to do in the house. So New Year's Eve, right here, 10 o'clock to about 12. I, I don't, I'm not ever going to put an end on it. I say 1230, but, you know, it's going to be 10 o'clock till the Holy Ghost decides to leave us alone. That's just how it's going to be. So we're going to be multiple worship teams in here. We're going to be worshiping together with other churches. We're going to do it all, and it's going to be phenomenal. So uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. Hank, that's your boy too, man. He's Your whole family, Hank. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, brother. <laughs> oh, man, this is a good Sunday. I'll tell you, this is, look at this is actually playing right into what God wants to talk about today, so that's so good. Uh, but the last bit is don't forget this. We're starting off the new year, the 3rd through the 23rd, with our 21 days prayer and fast. So I want you to start preparing for that. Yeah, get excited because every time we do a 21-day prayer and fast, God shows up in a mighty way, and it is powerful. Okay, so start preparing yourself for that. What is it you want to pray for? What are you going to fast? How are you going to prepare yourself to walk into the new year? I believe we're going to kick off the new year in a mighty way, and we're going to do it with a fast. So I'm excited about that, so don't miss out on that. Um, i got to make sure people aren't trying to call me on my iPad now. This is going to be a good day. I can already tell. This is so good. Uh, I was sharing this morning uh with what god had put on my heart and I, I, I it's just totally different than anything i've ever tried to teach before or how so it's more of a teaching message today than a preaching message and i was like it must be for somebody um so it must be for somebody or for us. obviously it's for us but uh but uh our message today is oikos ecclesia see i had to go to daniel for that one to make sure i pronounce it right uh, and it means our church family so we want to talk about our church family today, and that's what we're going to talk about, what that should look like. But I want to pray before we get in the message, so let's just lift them up one more time. Father, we love you, God. We thank you, Lord, and I thank you that we can come together, Lord, and just worship you this morning, Father. And I thank you for this family. I thank you for everybody watching online. And God, we ask that you just touch each and every heart online and in this building, God. Open our hearts and minds to your word, Father God. Touch my heart. Let it be your words, not mine. Father, if we just give it all to you. Have your way in this place. In Jesus' mighty name, everybody. I said amen come on so good so we're in the holiday season uh and obviously uh in the holiday season I, I actually love the holiday season this time of year uh from thanksgiving through you know new years and that's because one i love the weather okay so i'm a little fluffy and i like 
I like cold weather. So when I can get out and breathe and I'm not sweating from the Alabama heat, um, it's hunting season. So if you don't hunt, I'm sorry. If you love animals, great. They're, they taste good. So keep loving them. Um, but, but, but I love the weather. I love what's going on. That's, that's the holiday season to me. Not only that, I love the fact that we get together in gatherings. We get to gather together as, as family. We get to come together, and you see it all the way from Thanksgiving through Christmas and into New Year's, and it's all about gathering together and spending time with people you love. And then on top of that, then all of a sudden it gets into this uh, uh, just people loving on each other. You know, that's what I love about this season is people that they have the heart of giving, the heart of loving people. I wish we could have that throughout the entire year. I mean, honestly, that's our goal. That's our goal as Christians is to be living our entire life. Our entire life should be lined up that same way. Why isn't it that we're, we're giving year long? How come we're not, you know, you know, pouring into people and just loving on people all year long? Um, but that's what I love about this time. I also love movies at this time. Come on, I love Hallmark movies. Who's the Hallmark movie people? I was just kidding, bro. Like, I don't know. <laughs> no, it's okay. Hallmark movies, I get it. Like, my wife starts watching them in July. So we, we, we get them all set up so, so we can sit down and watch together because I love you, baby. And, and I'm a crybaby, so I'm just letting you all know that I do watch them. But, but my favorite one is I like some of the, the older movies. And uh, one of my favorite movies to watch in the holidays is Christmas Vacation. It is one of my favorite movies, and, uh, you know, I grew up watching it. We've been watching it every year, and I was so upset because we usually watch it. My whole family, our kids came in, everybody came in for Thanksgiving, uh, and we usually, you know, watch it right after that. We'll eat Thanksgiving, and then we'll spend, like, the next day, and we'll watch Christmas Vacation. And I think when my son moved into his new house in Augusta, I think my daughter came and packed up all the DVDs in the house and gave them to him. It was a bad day when you can't find Christmas Vacation. But I was blessed uh, by my brother, Daniel. Uh, he gave me a Christmas Vacation movie for my birthday. Come on. That's how it works. That's family. This, what, this is church family, brother. You saw the sorrow. Uh, you were at the house watching me going, I can't find the movie. And he was like, I'm going to go buy him that. And we got to watch that last night. And, man, I'll tell you, it's just there is something about that, that movie that just gets you. It just surprises you every time, right? I wouldn't be more surprised if I woke up with my head sewed to the carpet. <laughs> I love Christmas vacation. I just do. Um, but it, you know why, though? Because it covers everything. Like when I watch that movie, I see my family. I see the outlaws, the in-laws. I see everybody. And they're all come together, and it's chaotic, and it's loud, and it doesn't make a lot of sense sometimes, and you just have to deal with stuff. You just have to deal with stuff. And we've gotten used to dealing with family. And I know not every family is like that. I understand. There are some perfect families out there. And, and please, if you're in the church and you're a perfect family, then, yeah, you should start a small group. We'd probably get everybody in that one. I'm telling you. I, I, but, but, but when I see it, I just understand that there really are no perfect families. And, and, and that's one of the biggest times. Because with, with the holiday season, I think about families. And I think about how my family's not perfect. Right? And, and when I say my family, I mean I, I've got my, 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 my wife and my kids. But then my whole family moved down here. So I've got brothers, sisters, moms, and dads. And I love you guys. If you are watching, praise the Lord. And I am sorry, but look, we are loud, we are noisy, we are, I don't understand it. Like, it is chaotic sometimes, and uh, when we get together, you need earplugs. You know, I'm quiet. I'm the quiet one in my family, so it's, 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 really, it's really good. So, uh, <laughs> my wife's looking at me like, no, you're not. 
It's a, it's a tough one, though. We got a loud family. Uh, but what I hate about the holidays, though, is at the same time when we're celebrating and we can talk about family and we can do life together as family, here comes the other side of it, which is the stresses and, and the anxiety and all the stuff that comes along with the holidays. Okay, and I think there's a lot of people that have to go through that. And, and when I talk about chaos, I mean there's stuff that I just don't like, like shopping. I don't like rushing around. I don't like traffic during the holidays, and, that, and that's frustrating. So, so that'll, that'll get you fired up. Um, then there's emotions. There's loss. There's people that have lost this, people this year to COVID that they're not going to be here this holiday season. And that's serious. You know, and it's real, you know. And, and, but there's people that have lost people, you know, last year and a year before and years ago that they still walk through that same thing every holiday season, every holiday season. So it, for some of us, it's a great time to come out and it's a great season to celebrate. And for others, man, it comes with a lot of other issues that, that come with the holiday season. You know, it comes with even health issues. You know, I think about, you know, when I think about health issues, it could be anything. One, this time of year, think about it, all the flu that goes around. You know, now we got COVID, so you got those health issues. I'm thinking about eating issues. Like, I start eating, like, before Thanksgiving, and I don't stop eating until we start the fast. That's bad. Like, like clothes don't fit. I was like, baby, when did we get skinny jeans? <laughs> I just don't know. But it, it's so bad. Like, I eat so much. Uh, but, but that leads to health issues, right? That leads to health issues. We got to be very cautious over our health. Loneliness, being away from family. You know, we got to experience that. We were in military. You know, we retired out. But we spent eight years overseas uh, without family. So not being there. Our son's in the military, and he's not stationed here. So you deal with, with the, the family members that just can't be here. And they live all over the world. And I know we all have relatives all over the place. And we can't be with our family. So it's tough. And I think probably the biggest one is, is our, our finances. You know, sometimes, you know, <laughs> I, think, I think he says it right when he says that uh, his cousin-in-law who has a heart bigger than his brain. Uh, and I think some of us have a heart bigger than our wallets. And what we want to do is we want to go out and we want to bless people. And we want to give. And, and we want to make sure everybody has everything for Christmas. And we want to make sure, you know, kids have everything and family members have everything. And we want to give. But with that comes the financial stress of, but I still have to pay the bills and I still have to take care of everything. And that stuff will pile up and it puts a burden on you that you're not supposed to take on by yourself. You're not supposed to take it on by yourself. God didn't design it that way. So it can be tough, but it's only tough when you go through it alone. See, and that's why I want to talk about our church family because a lot of people are out there and they're trying to do life alone. And it's not good. It's not good. And they think they can make it through it. They can make it through all the stresses. They don't need to talk to anybody. They don't need to turn to anybody. And especially this year, because there's people watching online that, you look, look, this is, we used to, to pack this out with two services, and now there's people that haven't been to church in a long time, and you're going into these seasons. And what's happening is you don't know where to reach because you're used to being surrounded by your church family, the people that love you, and you don't have them right now. And it's not because they're not there. You just got so accustomed to, to not being around. And it's not your fault. We understand. We know what's going on. And we understand the people that can come and the people that can't. But don't forget where your family's at. Don't forget you have a church family. And oftentimes we just try to do it on our own, and that's what the enemy wants. See, the enemy wants to separate us. The enemy wants us to get us alone. And when we get alone, all those thoughts come in, and all of a sudden you're separated from the herd, and then the enemy comes in like a roaring lion. 
And that's where everything comes in. So everything that gets heightened in this season is heightened because of the enemy. That's why it's so important we don't forget that we belong to a bigger family and one that's not as chaotic or, or whatever is our own family. So it's nice to have a, a church family. So I thought this is, you know, this is what God wanted me to talk about today. And, and it's weird because I love the rhema word of God. I was just reading my Bible and I think it was, I don't know if it was Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday. I, I didn't have a word, so it had to have been like Wednesday. And I'm just reading and God just spoke to me through Ecclesiastes. So that's going to be like my go-to verse, but I'm only going to touch on it. And it's four, Ecclesiastes 4, 7 through 12. If we get it up on the screen, guys, we're going to give Cassandra a hand because she's been trying to upload sermon notes um, all morning. We thank you, Cassandra, for working back in production. So uh, we thank you so much. And uh, so it'll be on the screen if you don't have your Bibles. But once again, if you have your Bibles or you have your little thing, bring it to church. It's really good. Um, so Ecclesiastes, we got four through seven, four, seven through 12. And it says, again, I saw something meaningless under the sun. I can stop right there. I love it. This is Solomon writing. He says, I saw something meaningless under the sun, something that doesn't mean anything, something that doesn't make sense under the sun. And he keeps going. There was a man all alone. He had neither son nor brother, neither son nor brother. So he said, it's meaningless. There was a man. He had no family, no brother, no son. And I know you can read all back and he's probably talking about, you know, because it gets into toil and how you do things. But this is where the rhema word comes. And I start seeing it as you have a guy that doesn't have family and it could be a man or a woman. It doesn't matter. They have no family and it's meaningless that you are spending life alone, that you don't think you can go anywhere, that you don't think you can be connected anywhere. It's meaningless. He says, um, there was no end to his toil, yet his eyes were not content with his wealth. For whom am I toiling, he asked, and why am I depriving myself of enjoyment? This too is meaningless, a miserable business. But two, two are better than one because they have a good return on their labor. You cannot do this alone. Two are always better than one. And God just kept showing me this, that there's too many families out there that not even just the holidays, but they try to go through this, this thing that everybody calls church. They try to just do it on their own. And they try to come on a Sunday morning and go home and they try not to get involved and they try to sneak in and sneak out and they try to do this life alone and it's meaningless. It's not supposed to be that way. Two are better than one. We need more. You got, you've got to do life with other people. And it says, if either of them falls down, one, if either of them falls down, one can help the other up, but pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. I couldn't think of a better reason why to talk about church family and what we're here for. But unfortunately, you know, we all come from different things. And, you know, we've, we've, we've been honored to be a church that people flow in from all over the place. And we have people from different backgrounds and different churches and all over the place. And we hear the word church heard a lot. And we hear all these things that come up. But it all to goes right back to that that, that, that here it is, that pity the one who falls and has nobody there to pick them up. Church family is so important. It's so important that two are better than one. And it keeps going. It says also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But, but who can keep warm alone? Necessities in life. And, and, and how does that happen if you don't have people to do that with? And you try to do it on your own. But you and your spouse is probably, that's, you know, it's just not you and your family all the time. You need something bigger than that, something better than that to, to wrap your arms around name is jesus but he does it through this ecclesia the church 
He, he brings the church in for a reason. And it says, though, though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. That is so important that we see that. And then a cord of three strands is not easily broken. But the one thing is that one may be overpowered, right? But, but two, two can defend themselves. So when the enemy tries to attack, it's better when you're surrounded by people with the same beliefs, the same thought patterns, the people that will pray for you, the people that will stand by your side when you're sick, the people that will bring you food, the people that will love on you. That's church family. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. So two are better than one. So we're better together. We can't keep going through this battle on our own because when you get this isolation, like I said, that's the enemy's friend if he can isolate you. So you see this all throughout. And I'm not, look, trust me, if you're not coming to church, I understand. If there's issues, I understand. I'm just saying if you can, you should. It's that important to, to your family, it's that important to your life that if you can, you should. You should find a way. You shouldn't get so comfortable. You know, Kevin brought a great word last week about, you know, the threshing floor and the, and, and, and the separation and what you're seeing happening in, in, in the world. And it's so important that you understand it. Even if, you know, if you can, you need to be here because that's what your church family's for. We're the ones that are going to help you get through the stuff you're going through. So I ask you about that. How often do we, do we, you know, really go about life on our own? What are the things that you're doing on your own in life that would be easier if you surrendered that to the help of other people? You know, what are the struggles in life that you're going through that you're not even willing to talk about it? And see, that's where people don't understand. That's what a church family's for. You should, you should meet people in the church and do life together with people in the church so that when you struggle, you can go to somebody and you're not gonna be judged. And you're not, That's not what it's there for. It's there to love on you, to help you. But we hide all that. What kind of sin do we hide from other people? Because we're too embarrassed of it. When the point is, is that if I confess my sins to my brother, that's going to open up a whole nother realm for you to have accountability. And it's going to allow God to come in and start doing what only what he can do. Okay, but we don't do that because we're not in relationship enough. You know, we try to, well, I can tell somebody at work, but maybe they don't have the same values as you. I can tell a family member, but maybe, maybe they don't have the same values as you. You've got to get connected with people that, that, that love you, that you have the same values that you can speak with, that you can do life with. It's so important. Mm. And for some people, they won't go to their family because that's where their struggle comes from. <laughs> I mean, that's real stuff. <laughs> I've been there. I've seen that. So that's why you don't go. So if you can't go to your biological family, your earthly family, then who are you supposed to go to if you're not connected in a church? And some people, they just have a, a hard time opening up to a new family. And see, that's the problem, is that I, I've seen it throughout the years. And, you know, the people I know in this church, we've been in this church 10 years. So, so we know people, okay? And I've seen so many families come in, and I've seen so many families leave. Uh, but then I've seen new families come in. And there's, there's families that will hook on just like that. It's like, I believe that when God sends you to a place, when God is the sender, and guess what? He's planted you there. You might not feel right at first. But if God sent you there, you've got to learn to sit there and, and just absorb and say, God, what do you want me to do in this location? And God will open doors. God's going to connect you with people. God's going to give you opportunities. But it's just not on a Sunday, and that's where we get all caught up. They go, well, he went on Sunday, and, and, man, they had music, and it was great. But, 
But man, I, I don't know. And I went back the next Sunday. Then maybe I went back the next Sunday. And what you see, you can't have a relationship with people if you don't spend time with people. That's why we have small groups. That's why we, do, we have serve teams. That's why we do serve projects. That's why we're always out doing stuff. That's why we have different ministries throughout the week. So you can't do life alone. And the goal of that is for you to come in and get to know people in the church. Why? Because they're the ones that are going to be there. They're the ones that's going to be there. And I got caught up in that because I know that um, when I joined the military, I joined the military at 17. And so all I knew was my family, and I thought that was normal. And then I left, and the military took me. Well, they took me, took me. (laughs) So I, like, disappeared, you know, and I was no longer on my family. But I fell in love with my military family. Why? Because everywhere I went, we deployed together. We did life together. They were the ones I could lean on. That, they, were, they were my crutch. They were the people that, that, that knew me, that I could speak to. And I always said, I don't know what we're going to do when we get out of the military. I said, I don't know what, babe. I said, I, what do you do when you don't have a, a family like that? And what God did is before he sent us out of the military, he sent us here. <laughs> and through that process of being in the church, being in our church family, you know, God started speaking to us. And then the rest is history. And it was like, this was the only thing. This church family, the church family in this place, most of you are still here. <laughs> that is the church family that six years ago was speaking to us about. It's the only thing that could get us out of the military because I thought the military was the only thing for us. It was this church family. So it's so important that we understand today as we discuss our, our oikos ecclesia. I'm going to get this down, brother. I'm working on it. Oikos is family in Greek. That's why I put it up there. I wanted, I wanted something different, but I wanted you to understand that's family in Greek. And ecclesia is, is a church. It's the, the body. And, and it's all throughout the Bible. You can see it in multiple things. And so, some, some verses, it actually refers to the church as a whole. Uh, some of them are churches in a local area and a, and a congregation. So, um, but for us, it's the church family. It's our local church. It's, it's how we do life together in our local church. Not that we don't believe in kingdom-mindedness because we are a kingdom church and we will go out and, and we have a kingdom church family that we are continuing to grow all the time. You know, that, that, that's, that's huge that, that we can connect with multiple churches in this region and we can do life together because the kingdom's big. Okay, that's our job. The church was one church, so we should have an ecclesia as a, as a whole and an ecclesia as a church family. So we got to keep that moving. Uh, keep that in our minds. So, so what is church family? So when we get into this, uh, I think really what I want to talk about is the, um, the relationship versus the religion. I know we always go back and forth with that, but in my mind, it's like this. You can't have the relationship with people in the church if all you do is come in just to be here on a Sunday morning. You're doing that to check it off the box. And there's no offense there. I'm just, because one part of family is being truthful. So I understand there are other things. There's, there's, I understand people work and there's things that stop you from coming. I understand all that. But I'm saying beyond all that, beyond all that, there should always be something in the church and a church family for everybody to get plugged in, everybody to get involved in. And so the religion side of it is, well, I went to church on Sunday. The relationship side is I'm doing life with the people in my church, which means it's, it's outside these doors and we get to go and we get to, to just do life together. And that's what we should expect. And that comes straight out of Acts 2. So if you have your Bibles, Acts 2, 42 through 47. And it says in 42 that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. So here you see it. It's the teaching, the breaking of bread, the prayer. Not all that stuff can happen on a Sunday morning. 
It can if we're good. If y'all start bringing some food, we can knock it all out at once. Okay? I mean, that's what I'm talking about. Most of us go out to eat afterwards anyway. So, come on, bring it up in here. But, but everybody, it says, everybody was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. Everybody saw it. Everybody was at awe because they were all together. And this is all the believers were together and had everything in common. Come on. So when you love Jesus and, and you're, you're filled with the Holy Ghost and you're at the church and you're praying and you're eating together and you have everything in common because we're family and we're doing life together, right? That's where it all happens. That, that, that's where it all comes together. We're together. We had everything in common. In fact, so it says they sold property and possessions to give to anybody who had a need. Man, that's how close of a family you are. Because God brings everybody to this church for all different reasons. We all, you know, this is a body. It's made up of all kinds of parts, right? And everybody has a spot in the church. And everybody brings their gift to the church. And everybody brings their calling to the church. Because God has a plan and purpose in your life. And he plants you in the right place. And what happens is when you have a church family, the church family comes in. And guess what? We should have the capability of taking care of everybody in our church. That's the family. Okay, and then if you think about that and you expand that out, the kingdom family should be so large, we should be able to take care of everybody. There shouldn't be people starving. There shouldn't be people dealing with what they're dealing with in the world. But that's a kingdom-mindedness. That's something totally different. We'll bring it back down to our little ecclesia. We should have enough in our church that people shouldn't be struggling. And that's what I love about our church because it's that way. So they sold property. And every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. Come on, this is so important. And that's what I love about our small groups. When our small groups get together, we're eating. <laughs> Come on, whether we're eating at Jim Paul's or eating with the Mary group, we're eating everywhere. All right, so, so you know, we bring food together. We break bread. There's something in, with the intimacy of sitting at a dinner table with somebody and breaking bread and spending time with them and getting to know them that's family that's family and you know what's not going to break family because i can't get rid of my family family so so my goal is to not be able to get rid of anybody in the church because we're all family right shouldn't matter what anybody says to you what anybody does to you what happens in the church the changes in the paint color it doesn't matter none of that matters if you're related in together and connected together in the church as a family that's what church family is all about so praising god and enjoying the favor of all the people and the lord added to their number daily those who were being saved see how that just lines together when you can love on people when when you can love on people so much that they can't wait to come back in the doors. Hmm. That's what we're about. You know, that's what I love about this church is that we get other, other, you know, churches coming in and they're like, man, and people, the guests that we get to speak to, we get to talk to every guest that comes in that fills out a connect card. And they're like, I felt loved. I just felt the Holy Spirit. I just, and that's what it's all about. And guess what? When you do life like that and you love on people, they want to come back. And that's what happens. That's how the numbers daily, you know, they added to their numbers daily. And it wasn't just the word. It was the love. It's, it's the, the ability to bring everybody together. So we're meant to be together. A body of believers. We're meeting together, doing life together, taking care of each other. That's church. That's family. That is our church 
family. Hmm. You know what I love is uh, when you, you know, church might start on a Sunday, but if you really go all in, it turns from just on a Sunday to eternity. And what you'll see is you'll start coming on a Sunday. So it starts on a Sunday and ends in eternity. In eternity is what happens because you'll come on a Sunday and you'll you'll find people you like, and then you'll get connected in a small group where your kids will get in. Children. We're only here because our kids got in children's ministry. That's how we ended up at the church. So it was up to student ministry. We're like, okay, great. If our kids will go, we'll go. And now I'm here. So guess what? The sky's the limit. <laughs> who knows who'll be up here next year? No, just <laughs> what I'm saying is, is that it starts with a Sunday and can turn into eternity. It's the lifelong love of God. It's just being in his presence and being with your family because this is the family that's going to walk through it with you. And that's so important. And I'm proud of our church. I just want to share how proud it is. I am because we, we celebrate this. I'm proud that we have a church that does this. So this year alone, I'm not even, this isn't even everything. I just started getting stuff off the top of my head about what we've done. We've come together and we shared stuff we own, obviously. Right? We've had people give to projects in our church, like online and audio, big projects that, that, were, that were just blessings, you know, because they had it. Because that's what happens. Some people have the gift of giving. And they're just like, you know what? Is that what the church needs? Yes, and they just were able to bless it. And it didn't just affect them. See, they weren't doing it for them. They were doing it so we can all enjoy it. And everybody online can get the word. So their ability to help us spread the gospel was phenomenal. And that happens because people will come to church. And it happens because God put them here. Okay, and they listen. This is all, this is just this year, by the way. So I want to talk about what's happened in our church since COVID. When other churches are struggling to open their doors, when other churches are having issues. This is why I'm proud of our church. So we, we, we were able to, to redo all our online services. In fact, all our online services got redone right before COVID. So how God is that? How God is that, that he's going to speak to somebody uh, to, to, to update all our stuff before COVID, and then we finally got it up and running, and then all of a sudden we have to go to online only? Come on. When you submit to God, he'll take care of you, and he's going to put the people in place to make it happen. Okay, we've had that, so we've given our online stuff. You know, put it this way. <laughs> this year, you gave as a church out of your own, above and beyond, to purchase the property behind us to build a parking lot. Come on. That was because we're a church family, and we came in and said we're going to give because we have, and we're going to sacrifice because we have. Not only that, then we had a family come in and take down all the trees and level the whole thing and build a parking lot for free. Why? <laughs> because they have the capability of doing it, and they're going to submit to that because they know where God put them, and they're going to know what they're going to do, and if they have it, they're going to give it. And family, what's that going to turn into? You know, we've been blessed. We haven't had to use that this year. So that gave us a timeline to get it all done. <laughs> I mean, but that's just how it works is that, that when people show up and start doing and, and answering, and God will put them in place to do those things. Look, we had, we had a family in the church give a car just in time for somebody that needed a car to have a car and they didn't know that they just came in and said god told me to give a car and i was like okay and then it was uh i need a car there's the keys there's the title congratulations i mean that's how god works but you know what that's part of being a church family you have to be obedient to Christ. You've got to listen to him, listen to the Holy Spirit. Let him tell you what to do and obey. See, a lot of times we don't like that. 
because sometimes the obedience side, it sounds a little uncomfortable. It sounds just a little bit uncomfortable. But, man, when you submit to that, God starts showing up in a mighty way. Okay, so, so we've had that. We've, we've seen property in our church from people in our church given away to other ministries. Like, not a small amount of property. Like, a large amount of property. Why? Because God told them to. But this is where it comes from. It comes from listening within your church. This is just what's coming out of the church. People that are sick. How many people have been sick this year? How many people have received meals when you were sick and people just showing up and blessing you with food and taking care of you? All comes from here. Shoes for Africa. Kevin. (laughs) Kevin, last week, you know, Kevin's been doing that with the kids in the in the student ministry, and I got to bring it out to them, I guess the first time was that Wednesday prior. You know, not only are all those kids going to have shoes this year, <laughs> they're going to have abundance because we believe in abundance. We believe that when our church gives, they don't just give to meet a need, they give in abundance because they know God can do above and beyond. And that's what's going to happen. Kevin, they're going to have a good Christmas, aren't they, brother? <laughs> Man, all the funerals. All the weddings that we've been there to open the doors. This is through COVID. And the families that show up, the ladies in the church that get together and make all the food. Come on. Man. Whoo, it's so good. And just to see the pouring out. And it's why, and not they don't ask for anything. It's be, why? Because we have. Therefore, if it's ours, it's ours. It's the families. It's the ecclesias. And we say we're going to help each other. Man, so there's been people that are sick. There's people that lost loved ones. Man, we've prayed together. We've done life together. I've seen relationships, huh, Pam, in our church spring up out of bad situations that have led to just family. I mean, we're talking about deep relationships because people care for each other, and they start caring for each other. Next thing you know, they're best friends. (laughs) That's how it works, right, Pam? Come on. I'm telling you. We have a whole cross of miracles that's happened this year. Everything over there is a miracle, and, and that's how God shows up. Man. We've been family to people that don't have families. And through COVID, over 40 salvations. Come on. Over 25 baptisms. So for all the churches that are shutting down, I don't know what's going on. For us, our finances have never been better. (laughs) Explain that. I love God. You know, so so is everything good or is everything God? Because I'm telling you, when you can... If I took a church plan to another church and said, let me help you start a church. Here's what I want you to do. Reduce your size by three quarters and it'll increase giving. (laughs) That doesn't make any sense. And people would probably kick me out of the building. But we're blessed. Why? Because people are watching online. Why? Because we had people to give to make online possible. I'm telling you, like just because it doesn't look like church is family, we have a family and it's a large family and they're out there and they're watching and we're doing life together. But I cannot wait to get everybody back together. But it didn't stop there. It was all small groups and serve teams and weekday services. And I'm telling you, this is just a little bit about what God's been doing in our church. Why? Because of our family, because of who we are. So when people say they don't need to go to church to know God, I agree. (laughs) You can probably know God at home. But you can't experience the love. You can't experience the church family. You can't experience what God wants to do in your life unless you show up. I'm just telling you. And there's been too much of an excuse out there. You know, uh, I just believe we need to be faithful and fruitful in what we're doing. And there's a lot of people that are faithful. But how fruitful are you in your life? 
and you get a chance to do that when you come together with family because there's always a need there's always a way to get plugged in there's always something to do in the church family oh. so the good part is if this so i know i'm not even really into my points so hang in there <laughs> wow this is what i love though is that you don't get to choose your biological family but man we get to choose our church family right that's so big. That's so big that we get to choose the people we do life with. You know, and I lo- look, I love my family. If you guys are actually watching, I love you even more. But if you watch it later, <laughs> I love you. I love you. And, uh, but we get to choose it. So becoming a Christian means you get adopted into God's family, right? And now that you're adopted in, what are we? Now we are sons and daughters, brothers and sisters in Christ. So here's the cool part. We are doing life together. We are brothers and sisters. And I'm telling you, you should be experiencing that at Destiny Church. And if not, I want to question why. I would love to sit down and just talk with you and go, well, how can we do it better? Because I want to make sure we get everything crossed. Every, every T, every I dotted, every T crossed. I want it all done. I want to make sure there's opportunities. So in Romans 8, 14 through 17, it says, For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The spirit you received does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs. Heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. So if indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. I'm telling you, we're all related. We're all together. We're in family together. And this is how it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be a church family. It's supposed to be a place where you seek refuge and you seek love and you seek counsel and you seek truth. But we're all together. See, family, family's designed for church, right? And church is designed for family, right? Daniel, (laughs) he gave me that last night. When he said that, I said, come on. It's like peanut butter and jelly. You can't have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich without the bread. And you definitely can't have it without the jelly or without the peanut butter. So you're not supposed to do church without family and family without church. They're brought together. So we don't come together just to share the word. We come together to do life together. So when I think about this, there's seven things I want to talk about. Seven. They're quick. (laughs) And it makes up a church family. It really does. It makes up the church family. And this is what, so if you're searching for a church, be searching for these things. If you don't have a church family, find one. Okay? But these are the things I believe, and this is what I pulled out of the Bible, that are essential to church. And this goes above and beyond. If they're not speaking the word of God, if they're not preaching out of the Bible, you might want to find one in a new place anyway. But the number one thing that I put down, and it's not in order, is what's most important. It's just the first thing I'm going to talk about is that you need to accept one another. A church is a place where you're accepted. You're accepted. Psalms 27, Psalm 27, 10 says, Though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. And I believe there's a lot of people here that we've gone through things in our life. We've, we, you know, we've done some things in our life we're not proud of. And because of that, there's people that won't talk to you. There's people that won't invite you over for dinner. There's people that probably won't invite you or give you a Christmas card. But the goal is you should be able to walk into a church and the church should surround you with love you should be accepted where you go you should be accepted where you go i'm telling you there was a the first time i shared my testimony with anybody was in this church because i was ashamed of it 
And when I got in the church, I met Pastor Rick, the old pastor. Um, and we just started doing life together. Imagine that. How, how was I supposed to know? He was the student pastor at the time, uh, taking care of our kids. And I got to share uh, what I went through. And it wasn't, you know, where I hesitated with other people because I didn't trust him. I didn't know him that long. And he was like, hey, tell me about this. And I told him about it. And he was like, oh, cool, man. So, um, you know, you ready to go teach in the church? And I'm thinking, what is wrong with you? Like, who does that? You know, but, but when he said, look, that, look, you are not your past. And if you, if you have walked that out, if you have given that to Christ and you have, you have surrendered that to him, look, it's, it's not who you, it's not what you did, it's who you are. So, so he goes, let's get over that and move on. And when I heard that, I was like, you mean seriously, God can use me? Well, yeah, he can. He can. So the Lord received you. He brought you into the family. So we need to accept people. We don't care about who you are, who your family is, or what you've done. But here's the thing, don't wait. See, a lot of people will say, you know, I got to get better before I go to church. No, I need you to come to church to get better. I need you to walk in the door. Look, we, we are out there. You need to come to the church to get the better, to get better. That's it. So don't wait. I've, there are so many people that's told me that, hey, when I straighten up my life, I'm coming to church. Now do me a favor, get in and let the Holy Spirit wreck you. And all of a sudden, what you're, what, what you're toiling, what you're toiling at, guess what? <laughs> it becomes a whole lot easier when you surrender it to him. And he's going to take care of you. See, our mission is to reach people that are far from God. That's part of our mission of this church, to reach people that are far from God. That's who we want. I don't want a church of just a whole bunch of believers. And I don't want to come up here on a Sunday and just try to put on a show to make you happy like I've studied so you can go home. It's not what I'm doing. I want a church filled with people that, that, that need the Holy Spirit to wreck them, that need the love of Jesus, that need to be welcomed, and they need to know what love's like. Because that's how it gets changed, and God uses everybody, because his plan in your life has not changed. It doesn't matter what you've been through. He says, that's my plan. It'll come true if you surrender to me. He'll use every bit of it. So we accept here, but we also expect here. I'm going to accept you in, but I'm going to expect to see the Holy Spirit move in your life. I'm going to expect to see change in your life. I'm going to expect to see discipleship in your life. You're not allowed to come in and 10 years later be sitting in the same place. It comes with an expectation that we're going to get better together because that's how we do it. We get better together. We support each other. That's number two. We support each other. So not only do we accept each other, we support each other. So Galatians 6, 2, it says, carry each other's burdens. And in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. So no matter what it is, we're in it together. We're in this. We run together with this. Now, not like Brandon Guy run. Like, I don't go out and run five miles together with him. Tell him I'll meet him at the finish line. But we're going to run life together. We're going to do life together. That's church family. Church family means that, that guess what? We're going to eat at the table together. We can go do things together. And if you're sick, we're going to come by your house. And if you're in the hospital, we're going to sit by your bedside. We're going to run together. We're going to weep together. We're going to weep together. So when things happen in life and when we lose loved ones, we're going to come together. We're going to weep together. You know, we've been, whew. Brother Bo went back down to Mexico. and whew. We're weeping together, brother. Oh, man. So we're weeping together. That's what family does. We take the burden. We take it on our own shoulders. When there's more of us doing that, 
man, life is so much easier. I don't understand why anybody would want to do it alone when you can come in and lean on your brothers and sisters. It doesn't make any sense. We're going to worship together. That's what family does. <laughs> we worship together. We're going to come together as a family. We're going to worship. We're going to praise him. We're going to pray together. We're going to lay on our face and, and just sit at his feet. We're going to do it together. We're going to pray together. When, guess what? When you're having a bad day, family, church family actually prays for you. They just don't say, yeah, I'll pray for you. No, you, you know, I'm going to lay hands on you and I'm going to pray for you. Okay, that's what church family does. Your other family, you know, they might say, well, we'll, we'll be wishing and hoping. Nope, I want someone praying. And that's what you should expect out of your church family. And we have some people in this church that have gone through some tough times. You've gone through it. And God has gotten you through it. And see, the good part about church family is that you're here for a reason. And you went through those times. Why? So not so that you can just sit back now and go, thank you, Lord, for getting me through it. You went through it so you can come grab the next person that walks through the door that's dealing with the same situation and walk them through what God just did in your life. See, that's the purpose of this. So God is going to continue to use you as long as you release it to him. As long as you say, just use me, Lord. That's how good he is. But that's what family does. All right. Third thing, we're going to serve together. Galatians 5, 13 through 15. It says, you, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge in the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. Come on. Like I said, when we start serving people, when we start taking care of people, and you start doing it out of love, the burden's weaker, right? It says in Ephesians, it says, uh, Ephesians 6, 7, it says, serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord, not people. That's the servant heart we should have. That's what your church family should have. We should be serving people like we're serving the Lord. And when you do that, when God directs you, just obey. It doesn't make sense sometimes. It doesn't make sense. But the weight is so much less on each and every one of us when we all do our part, when we all do what we're supposed to do. And as a kid, I had chores. Anybody have chores as a kid? All right, good. If your kids don't have chores, bring them to my house. I got plenty to do. All my kids left. I'll teach them. <laughs> That's why in our church we don't have members, right? We don't have members in our church. We have owners. Members have rights. You don't get a little locker. You don't get your name on anything. You don't get a parking lot in our church. You're an owner in our church. It comes with responsibility. It means you're going to serve. You're going to help. You're going to give. You're going to take care of people. We're owners. We're owners. So we serve each other. And then we serve other churches. I love that. We serve other churches. And we serve other people. You know, we got to go down just to, to brag a little more. We went, what did we do this year? We went down for a hurricane. Went down to Pensacola, and we helped out another church. We went down there, and we were cutting up trees and cleaning yards for people we don't even know just because they needed help. And then I come back home, and then I have a whole bunch of guys show up in my house and decide they're going to help me out and start cutting up stuff in my own house. So that I tell you what, that's good stuff. You all can come over whenever you want. <laughs> i got a whole bunch left to clean up now after that hurricane came through. But I'm telling you, that's what I love about our church is we have a servant heart. We serve fourth thing we need to be truthful to each other it's hard to receive love without truth it's hard so truth and love is true family truth and love is true family and without truth we can't get better it's so important you know we do all the marriage counseling in the church Jules and I and sometimes those counseling sessions they get truthful 
but it's truth out of love. That's what it is. It's to help people understand that they got to do it right. And truth hurts sometimes. And, it, and when you're in a church family, they're not scared to tell you what you're doing wrong. They're not scared to tell you what's not lining up with what the word says. And here's the thing. You have to be willing because you're part of the church family too to receive it and not get frustrated over it. It's in love. That's, that's how you correct things. That's how we get better. Look, this is, this is not your mama when you were a kid that said you were a good singer. That's not truth in love. It's a lie. <laughs> okay, I'm talking about real truth. Like, like we want to make you better. We want to help you. That's what family does. If we're all growing together, we're all in this together. So Ephesians 4.25 says, Therefore, each of you should put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor. For we are all members of one body. Put off falsehood. Speak truthfully to your neighbors. It's okay. But don't get offended. Like we're in this together. Like I said, if God brought you here, he wants you to stay here. So don't get offended and walk out the door if somebody tells you something you don't like. It's just family. It's just family. Hmm. Some people just get offended when they get confronted with that stuff. So either most people either receive it or they run away with it. <laughs> so I suggest you receive it and we grow together with it. We've got to give truth and love. Come on. The fifth thing, we need to grow together in Christ. That's so important. And, man, we're learning this, and God is opening doors every day to our church because of this. But iron sharpens iron. So in Proverbs 27, 17, iron sharpens iron. So one person sharpens another. Come on. And I've learned so much over this last two years. And God has brought people into this church that have wisdom and knowledge. And the whole point is when we do life together, we sharpen each other. See, but you can't do that if you only come on a Sunday. So you got to come together and you've got to do life together and allow the other people to speak into your life. Because God will use the newest Christian or the oldest Christian. And not going by age, Gene. <laughs> oh. <laughs> But there's always somebody we can learn from. That's just how it is. And, and when we come together, we grow together. And I'm telling you, there is nothing like spending time. And look, it's a different relationship. And when you have family, when you can come in and actually read the Bible with your brother, pray together with your brother, worship with your brother or your sister, that that is true growth. And when it's just one-on-one -on -one or two, that's even better. Because that's where you can really get to know each other. But that's what church family does. We're all a big piece of the puzzle. That's it. We have all these little puzzle pieces, and it's this big mosaic, and we're just part of it. And we can't do this without everybody in here. We can't do it without everybody in here. God brought you here for a reason. Everybody has their own thing to do. So we're going to grow together. Number six, this kind of goes with the other stuff. We're going to forgive each other, Gene. Because <laughs> when you're around people long enough, you're either going to offend somebody or you're going to have to forgive somebody. That's just family. I'm telling you, somebody's going to say something eventually. When you spend that much time together, it's easy to come into a church on a Sunday and leave because you didn't talk to anybody and not be offended. And everything looked great. Nobody said anything to you. Well, you come in here on a Sunday, a Monday, a Tuesday, a Wednesday, sometimes on a Thursday too, it's easy for somebody to say something and you go, well, that just, that just hit me in the wrong spot. Well, that's okay. It's called forgive. It's called forgiving. Colossians 3, 13 says, Bear with each other and 
forgive one another if any of you have a grievance against somebody forgive as the Lord forgave you just reminds me of everything he's forgiven me of and if he can do that with me I can do it with everybody else so you can't walk with a fence you got to let it go you know it includes forgiveness and tolerance see that's one thing see sometimes we judge ourselves based on where we're at in our walk with Christ so our tolerance for other people is really low <laughs> we got to have tolerance in our walk it's in a family just like your normal family, you have young, young ones and old ones. Same thing in a church family. You're going to have young church family members and old church family members. You're going to have people that are young in Christ and, and old in Christ. And we've got to be tolerant when people come into us. We can't get offended. All right? We've got to treat one another with kindness and grace. Come on. So instead of demanding perfection from other people, we've got to be able to en endure their quirks and their little odysseys, oddities, I guess. Oddities, not odysseys. Oddities, oddities. Man, it's like Greek, brother. It sounded good when I wrote it down. But that's the thing, man. It's all these little quirky things, and it's so easy in a church for people to go, well, they do that all the time, or they say that all the time, or they always do this. It's easy to get offended, but, man, you've got to accept that stuff because it's a family. Look, unless it's bad, then, then it's okay. <laughs> but if it's bad, correct it, and correct it in love and truth. That's what it's for. James 5.16 says, Conf confess your sins to one another. See, that's part of this. And, and I think when, when I add that in here, when you, even when they fail, see, this is the thing. When people fail, we tend to have an issue in church. Not in this church. But when people fail, you know, there's a tendency to go, man, what are they thinking? What are they doing? Well, the point of being in a church and around family is the fact that when, when, when you make a bad choice or you do something that doesn't line, when you sin, when you confess your sin, the point is not to judge people. The point is to love on people and help direct them to the next level. What's the next step? What do we have to do? How do we get better? See, that's, that's what family does. Family comes together and says, okay, you had, you had a bad day. Like, how can we wrap your arms around you and love you through it? Okay, and love you through it, which is number seven, love one another. That's the last one, love one another. Galatians 5, 14 through 15 says, for the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command, to love your neighbors as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. Oof. Come on, love your neighbors as you love yourself. And I don't love anybody like I love me. <laughs> you should all feel the same way. So, so if I keep that in mind as I walk around and love people, like I wouldn't want me to do that to me. <laughs> so, so I'm definitely not going to do that to somebody else. So it's what you would expect out of love is what you should give to other people. Love on other people. And it's, that's just not a New Testament thing. Go back to Leviticus Leviticus 19 through 18. It says, Do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against anyone among your people, but love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. Come on, I love when he stamps it with that. I am the Lord. So don't seek revenge. Love your neighbor as yourself. Whew, that's a lot of a church family. But to me, that's an expectation. That's what it's about. That's why it's so important. But that's what you're seeking. And I think we do this well. But it doesn't mean it can't get better. It doesn't mean that we can't do our part. It doesn't mean we can't get really, really good at this. Uh, but this is where we have to go. So to be part of this church family, you're going to have to love. You're going to have to get over the past and trust with love and be willing to receive 
love. And I know that's, that's hard for some people, especially if you've gone through things in the past or other churches in the past and, or even new churches. Sometimes it's hard to open your heart and just receive what, what everybody wants to give you. So, so one way to keep showing love is to keep showing up. <laughs> There's my pitch. <laughs> keep showing up. I'm just going to want you to come. And I believe that, that, that God's going to open these doors again for good. Uh, he's going to find a way. And we're praying that in 2021, everything's totally different. And we're going to get, I don't think it's going to be church as normal because there's going to be, uh, but it's going to be church. And it's going to be church family. Um, it's going to be our ecclesia right here. And we're going to be able to do life together. Hebrews 10, 24 through 25 says, And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up on meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. And we got to continue to gather, continue to meet, continue to love. Can't stop. It can't stop. There's too many people that need this. There's too many people that, that love their church family and need to do life together. Hmm. So you can't do life alone. Oikos Ecclesia, your church family. You need a church family. So get involved, get connected. <laughs> Forget what you've been through in the past. Trust in God and, and let him keep you connected to the right people. That's what this is about. So as a family, we can accept one another. We can support each other. We can serve together. We can be truthful, in, uh, truthful to each other. We can grow together in Christ, forgive each other, and love one another. That's our goal for our church family. So, and, and my hope for you is you find it here. My hope for you is that this is your church family. And you get to experience that. And I thank you for everybody in the room that makes that happen every single day. Because I'm telling you, I see it. Come on. We have a good family. I love Destiny Church. And when I say that, I mean it. Like, I love you all. And I love what you do uh, and what we do in this community. And we couldn't do it without you. So thank you so much. Uh, and I just don't know. This is what God wanted me to share today. I, I, and he just wanted you to know that this is what church family is supposed to be. So uh, we're going to surrender it to him. Oh, amen. Amen. Come on, let's pray. I want to pray for some people today. I think there's some people who are longing for a church family. I think there's people watching online that, that you miss your church family. Um, so, man, we're just going to ask that God just show up in a mighty way. And like I said, you, you might be watching online and, and you're watching. And I mean, we have people watching all over the world. So I don't know where you're at, but you need to find a church family. You need to be connected somewhere. So I want to pray for you. I want to pray for those that are struggling in the holidays, those missing families, those dealing with loss. Um, and I just want to pray for those that, that want to commit to being part of this family, that, that God starts to move in your heart and change the way you think. So we're just going to pray for that. So if that's, if that's you this morning, um, you know, we're a family. I just want to know who I'm praying for. I don't know whatever spoke to you today. If it spoke to you, I want to pray for you today. Just raise your hand so I know I'm speaking to somebody. I see it. Good. I see it. I see it. Awesome. So come on, Lord. Come on, Father. We love you, Lord. We thank you, God. We thank you, Lord. We love you. And Father, we, we just come to you right now. You see the hands. You see the hearts in this house. You see what they're going through, God. You know the stresses of the holidays, and you know how much they need their church family. So, God, I ask you to speak to them right now. Father, tug on their heart right now. 
Lord, give them an opportunity to come forward, Lord, and just, you know, try to seek you in everything they do, but come forward and find a family, find a church family. For those that are seeking for a church family, Lord, let them find a family that will, will meet all those needs, Father God. Those that are, that are away from their family right now for the holidays, God, I ask you to bless them, bring comfort on them, Father. Let your peace surround them, Lord. Father, let them feel loved in this house. Let them feel loved in their church family, God. Those that have lost loved ones, Lord, I ask you to touch them. Bring them comfort over these holiday seasons, Father God. Let, just bring the, your comfort, rest on them, Father. Just heal their hearts, Father. And Father, for those here that want to commit to this family, Father, I ask you, you just spur something in them, Father God, that, that just drives them into the next level, Lord, that, that not only do they get connected in our, our Sunday services, but our weekday services and everything we do, God, you just find a way to connect with them. Lord, just move in their hearts. And Father, I just want to, right now, I think I want to pray for those. Maybe maybe you're in the house and, and, and you need to know Jesus. And that's your first step. You want to be a son or a daughter. You want to be heir and co-heir with Jesus. If that's you and you want to receive Christ in your life for the first time, you want to surrender right now to him, this is where it starts. And it's a movement in your heart. It doesn't matter how long of a prayer you say or what you're doing. The Bible says that you have to, you know, surrender to him. You have to speak it, oh, excuse me, with your mouth. Declare it with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe it in your heart. So you've got to truly believe it in your heart and surrender to him and allow him to do a work inside of you. So if that's you this morning, maybe you're watching online and, and you're at home and you go, I want to know what this family is, and, and, but I really need to know who Christ is. That's the first step. So you can do that in your homes. Uh, and we're going to just submit to that right now. So if that's you this morning, you're in this church, uh, and you want to receive Christ as your Lord and Savior, look, just raise your hand. Let me know. Let me know. We're going to pray a prayer together. So we're going to do this together. I'm not going to call you out. I'm not going to tell you to come forward. I'm just gonna, we're going to say a prayer together as a church, and then we're going to give you some information and coach you through that. So what we're going to do is we're just going to pray this, and I just want the whole church to repeat after me. And if you're saying this for the first time, what you're doing is you're walking uh, into the kingdom. You're, you're surrendering to God and letting God move in your life in a mighty way. So we're just going to repeat this. Repeat it after me. Say, Jesus, I need you. Kept you out of my life for too long. I can't do it on my own. Change me. Come into my life. Be my Savior. I know you died on a cross and you rose again just for me. Today, I surrender my life to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, if you said that, whew. if you said that, it doesn't stop there. That means that now you're going to be, you know, you, you have just surrendered to Christ. But here's the thing. I need you to go further than that. I need you to let us know. I need you to fill out a card. Let us know. Let us pray for you. We've got material for you. We have uh, material to help you walk in this. You're not in this alone, and you need to know what the next step is. Um, so, so please let us know if you said that prayer for the first time. Um, Kevin, you, you ready? I'll just release it to Kevin, but I thank you guys so much. Uh, and please, if you said that prayer, fill out a Connect card. Let us know. We'd love to reach out to you. All right, Kevin, you got it. Amen, amen, amen. Y'all put your hands together. Come on. Thank you, Pastor DJ. Amen. You can come up here. All right. So at this time in our service is when we 
do offering. We believe that offering in our, here at our church family, we believe that it's a form of worship. We worship with our giving, y'all. Uh, and today I wanted to talk to you guys about, well, you guys. I want to talk about you. I want you to know that I am so thankful, super thankful. I am so proud of our church family. Um, last week, I, I brought up the, you know, the shoes uh, for these kids in Africa, these orphans, and nobody even knew. You know, nobody got a heads up. Well, some of the teens knew, but uh, uh, most of the families in our church that didn't even have a, you know, a clue uh, that I was going to bring this request to you guys, that I was going to bring this request to y'all. And I am just so thankful that our church has met that expectation and just, I mean, I'm just blown away how y'all not only met that expectation, not only did we get all those kids sponsored, but we went above and beyond. Somebody put, come on, somebody bring praise to Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And I, I just love that it started with the teens and the kids. And, you know, I brought Brian up here because uh, Brian had been saving up some money, you know, to, to buy some toys. And the Holy Spirit put it in his heart to, to give that money to one of the kids. Y'all put your hands together for him. Come on. And I'm just so thankful for our kids. It's not just us. It's our kids. It's our students. You know, they're learning to give and they're learning to love. It's more than giving. It's more than money and ones and zeros. It's, it's love. It's a heart. It's these kids saying, I want to be, I want to be like Jesus to these kids. And so I'm just so grateful that our church body is just has a heart to give and to love others. You know, we like Pastor DJ said, he was thinking, you know, we're gonna do something in our community. And then God turns it around and says, we're gonna bless this orphanage. And not only are we gonna bless it, not only are they gonna all have kids, but they're gonna have an amazing Christmas, probably for the first time ever, I don't know. I mean, not only are they gonna get shoes, but now they're gonna get above and beyond. Now they're gonna be blessed. And I am so grateful, y'all. I am, you don't, you, you have no idea. My heart is overwhelmed and just thankful to you guys that you love God enough, that you allow the Holy Spirit to move through you enough to bless these children. I'm thankful. Today, I'm thankful to just be the associate pastor, but more than that, just to be your brother in this amazing family. I am thankful. And so at this time, if you wanna get your, Offering ready and envelope. If you need an envelope, you can raise your hand. The ushers are going to be at the doors and you can just give on your way out. But today I wanted to encourage you. I wanted to thank you from the bottom of my heart. <laughs> when I told the director of the orphanage that we were, at that time, we had almost hit the, the mark, he was so thankful, y'all. He, uh, he was so thankful. He wanted me to tell y'all that he's, he's thankful from the bottom of his heart of all the orphanage. He said, thank you. Thank you. He's so grateful. And when, and when we finally, uh, this week, send him the, the money, I think they're going to hit the roof. They're going to be just so overwhelmed. And I can't wait to get y'all some videos of the kids dancing in their new shoes. I can't wait y'all. And you know, th that orphanage is a Christian orphanage. So they're your little brothers and sisters. That this is not just an orphan. This is a Christian orphanage. They praise Jesus. There's videos. You can watch them on Facebook, the Pavilion Village. They're praising Jesus, these little kids. 
And so I just can't wait. I just can't wait to celebrate with them and to celebrate y'all. I love you guys. Thank you so much. And let's just pray. Father God, I thank you, Father, for what you're doing in this church family, God. I thank you, Father, that you are growing us, God. You are just strengthening us, God. I thank you, Father, that even when as a family we go through things, we come out stronger on the other side, Father. I love you, God. I am privileged and thankful to be here, Father. God, we love you. We thank you for what you're doing in this church, in this region, in this city, in this state, and all around the world, God. You are the God who created the earth, Father God. And we serve you, Father, and we love you, God. And today, Father, we worship you with our tithes, with our offerings, and with our gifts, Father God. We worship you, God. We thank you, Father, and I ask in the name of Jesus that you would bless every family represented here today, God. Not just financially, Father, but I ask that you would bless them spiritually, God. Mentally, God. Emotionally, God. In the name of Jesus, Father, I cast out addiction in this place, God. I just hear like somebody is struggling with addiction, Father. In the name of Jesus, would you bless them, God. Take that addiction away in Jesus' name. Whatever it may be, Father. We worship you today, God. We say we love you, Father. We are thankful, Father. God, help us to realize how blessed we are. We are a rich, a rich church and a rich people, God. Oh, we love you, Father, and we are thankful that we are used as your hands and feet today. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name, and the church says, amen. Come on, y'all. Put your hands together. We love you guys. Hey, I got one more thing. And Pastor DJ has one more thing. Oh, sorry. I just needed a break. I had to sit down. My legs were tired. Um, I did want to share a couple things with you. Uh, one other thing I wanted to celebrate, uh, was our worship team and and man just phenomenal job today and if if you want any of those songs those are all originals so um so all those songs are that this year those were songs that they put together this year uh during covid so come on you're not gonna find it on youtube so you gotta let us know um and the last one is i want you to keep praying for mama low um and praying for our children's ministry because from this point on she is in um uh her chemo treatments so therefore, she's not going to be allowed to come into the church on Sunday. So I about broke her heart yesterday when I told her she couldn't be here. So, you know, what that means for our kids is that, you know, we're going to need some people to step up. We're going to need people to step up and start carrying that load. She'll be here during the week when there's not a lot of people here because she just can't be around. Her immune system is really down with the chemo. So um, just, just keep praying for her. Uh, just keep praying for God to do a miracle in her life, and we're already declaring that. Um, but, man, if God's put that on your heart, if God says, you know, I'm supposed to serve in the children's ministry, right now's the time because she can only really set things up. She just can't be here on Sunday to celebrate with the kids and teach. So if God's put that on your heart, now's the time. So I wanted that to go out. If we're still live, hopefully some people see it. But um, I just know God's working in her life, and that's what we do as church family. We come together. Uh, now it'll be time to come together and just love on her. So uh, we love her. So. Anyway, uh, not to end on a downer, but if you need prayer, <laughs> um, just come on up. We'll have our prayer team ready for you up here. Uh, don't don't forget that, uh, man. We just man, we'll be here next next week for uh, Christmas uh, Christmas service. Come on, we get to come out. Bring your ugly Christmas sweater. Let's celebrate uh, next uh, next week. And and man, let's just love on some people this week. That's your well, challenge. So I'm love not done either. People. Hold on now. Because uh, I have an upper. <laughs> I have a, no, seriously, uh, I want you to know they're kicking me out, y'all.
I want you to know, because I know Mama Lo would want me to tell y'all, that we've already seen a miracle in Mama Lo. You know, they told her that the cancer had spread everywhere. Everywhere. And God made a miracle. I'm telling you, God did it because when they checked her, they, she didn't have cancer anywhere else. There was just a, just a, a mass in her pancreas. That was it. Come on, somebody put your hands together, y'all. Our God is an amazing God. And I know that I couldn't leave here without Mama Lo texting me and saying, why didn't you tell everybody? But God is great. And she, you know, they, seriously, they told her it was everywhere and it's not. Praise God. We love you guys. If you need prayer, you can come to the front. We'll have our prayer partners. Uh, but we love you and we hope to see you next week. God bless you guys.